You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 119 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. As always, I am coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. And coming up on today's show, we'll be concluding our look inside the world of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. And for those of you who live in the Pensacola area, you know that the Wahoos lost to the Braves this past Saturday, thus eliminating them from the playoffs thus ending the 2016 season. Not exactly the way we wanted to go out, but I think it's been a great year. It's been probably my personal favorite year uh, in the four seasons that I've worked here. We had a lot of great accomplishments on the field and off the field. On the field, we won both halves of our division, which I think is really impressive. And off the field, we just had a great staff, uh, really worked great together. We won a couple of awards uh, Ray Sayer won Groundskeeper of the Year for the fourth year in a row, and I think that's unbelievable. And we also won something that we really strive to do. Uh, we won the Community Service Award, and being involved in the community is one of the bigger, most important aspects, I think, of our organization. And you'll get to hear about that uh, during one of these segments. And the six people that you'll be hearing from today will be the Vice President of Operations, Miss Donna Kirby, Vice President of Sales, Scott Hendrickson. Director of Merchandise, Denise Richardson. Box Office Manager, Joey DeShera. Director of Food and Beverage, Afonso Jefferson. And Group Sales Executive, Tanner Tucker. So you'll get a wide variety of what we do, uh, much like last week, a wide variety of what goes into making a baseball game possible. A lot of people may not think of that, but there are a lot of different departments in our organization that all have to work together to make what you see on the field happen. But before we get to that, let me tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are an indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast. And that's because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is Twin Peaks from their album Murder Mystery Night, which you can find for free on Bandcamp. Just go to bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and you can get Murder Mystery Night for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also find their EP Atomics on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow them on social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to check out their website, unicornwranglers.com. And without further ado, here is part two of my look inside the world of the Blue Wahoos. (laughs) 
sitting here with the Vice President of Operations for the Blue Wahoos, Miss Donna Kirby. Donna, welcome back. Hi, Derek. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So how has the season been for you? This is your fifth season here. You've been here since the beginning. Yes. Um, how has this season compared to all the others? This season, it's it's really funny that you've asked me that because um, I've had this conversation with the stadium operations staff many, many times. There's something about this fifth season that has uh, mirrored 2012, our inaugural season. There's been something magical about it. The I don't know if everything is clicking on all cylinders or what, but the staff's very happy. The fans are happy. It's just been a magical season is the best way to put it. It's been kind of the same for us um, upstairs that, you know, we've had great staffing. We've had, yeah. you know, a lot of veterans return and yep. the new people pick things up very quickly. We've done cool theme nights. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, uh, what's been maybe a couple of highlights mm-hmm. uh, for, for you, like maybe personally or just – the organization as a whole for this season? Well, you know, personally, just growing with the organization and being able to be a part of something so great that's doing such, you know, nice things for Pensacola and really putting Pensacola on the map, that's really satisfying individually. As a team, you know, just here in the front office, I know that we continue to grow. Uh, Our game day staff is just absolutely incredible. I I really, you know, I'm impressed with our staff and the fact that they do such great fan experience and customer service that, you know, I'm getting calls through the day from minor league clubs and major league clubs asking us, what are you guys doing in Pensacola and can you teach us how to do it? And I think that that's testimony to just the incredible job that our game day staff does out there, you know. And, and you know, just to brag on you guys a bit here, uh, you know, because I know you don't really probably get to do that too much while this is your show, but... All the sights and the sounds and the stuff that you guys have to do on a day-to-day basis up there in the creative productions department is uh, just phenomenal. I mean, I've seen you guys turn things around in a half an hour that looks like, you know, months of production must have gone into it. You guys are incredibly talented, and just the the things that you do are amazing. So thank you for bringing our park to life. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I tell people if you had told me, five years ago that I'd be working in yeah. professional baseball, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> right. But, you right. Know, it's, it's been, you know, four of the, the best years of my life. So, right, it, yeah. it, so thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Um, something I did want to touch on, uh, back to the whole customer service thing, mm-hmm. you've actually, you did a workshop recently. You've mm-hmm. been, you've been kind of in demand yeah. with this whole customer service thing. Like what, what's, I guess, what's the secret to providing good customer service? Because that's, something that we're really known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The secret, you know, it's kind of multi-layered. And the, it, I firmly, firmly believe uh, that it begins with the hiring process. You want to put the right team in place. And that's no big secret. I think a lot of companies really know that. But beyond that, identifying the right individuals, but then creating a culture of reward and recognition and really encouraging positive behavior. You know, we're really... We're really big on rounding here, you know, which uh, what Quint brought over to us from his years in healthcare, and really uh, when nurses would round on patients and check on how everybody was doing. It's something that we do here at the Wahoos where we're going and asking the staff, you know, what are you, you know, what's working well for you? What are we doing right here? You know, is there anybody you would like to recognize here who you work with that has done something extraordinary for our fans? But I think really where the rubber meets the road on those questions is when we're asking them, how can we improve, right? And so that uh, that part of the customer service experience 
from a staffing standpoint, is critical to our organization's success. Now, we extend beyond that, and we actually, after every game, ask the fans. We send surveys out and and have a living report card that is pretty real-time on uh, how we're doing. And our fans, you know, are gracious in sharing their opinion of us. And I think it's really easy for any organization to embrace the good stuff that you hear, you know, hey, you guys are fantastic. You guys are number one in this or that, you know. But I think really uh, what works well for us is that we actively seek out criticism and then act on that how we can. And that just makes our product better for everybody. That makes it better for our fans, for our staff, for the Blue Wahoos and the Reds. And and uh, I think that that's really, you know, when you combine that all together, that's what's putting us on the map and why other clubs are calling us. Now, did you have any, like, previous history with dealing with that type of stuff, customer service, before um, you came to the Wahoos? You know, fortunately, I've been in the entertainment industry for the bulk of my career. I was with Disney and Warner Brothers and NBC Universal, all companies who place a you know high premium on exemplary customer service. So, coming from a background that kind of promotes that already certainly helps. But coming here to the Blue Wahoos, we really take it to the next level on that, and I think that it's important. And I think it really is the wave of the future based on what we're hearing. You know, I spoke in San Diego at winter meetings a couple of years back and the topic I was brought in to speak on was licensing and merchandising. Okay, well, and that was all well and good and I spoke on that, but the bulk of the conversation actually shifted to what we're doing with surveying here and listening to the fans. And it's no coincidence that we're number one in fan experience in all of minor league baseball. That's hard work and that's, you know, testimony to our staff and, and our fans giving us that feedback that we can take and make better. Now, how exactly did you get your job here? You said you worked in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. for the bulk of your career. How did you end up here? Yeah, you know, I knew that there was a ball club coming here. I'm a huge baseball fan since I was eight years old. And I knew there was a double-A club coming to Pensacola and that there was an opening for a merchandise manager. Well, coincidentally, I had merchandise management in my background. So uh, one thing led to another. I submitted a resume. Next thing you knew, I was interviewing with Jonathan Griffith, and uh, and they uh, hired me. So started as the merchandise manager and just kind of worked my way up. I do community relations, and I've done promotions, and now as uh, VP of operations, that's really uh, covering a lot of territory there, but good, all good stuff. So you've wore quite a few hats in yeah. your time here. Yeah, but it's good, you know, and yeah. I think that that's kind of the beauty of minor league ball. If you go into some organizations, you can kind of get into a sort of cylindrical atmosphere where you're just, this is your job and you just stick to that job and that's all you're going to do. Well, the beauty of minor league ball is you're afforded the opportunity to go ahead and, hey, learn something about ticketing, learn something about group sales, you know, do promotions. What does it take to get an entertainment act here, you know, and there's a, so much that goes on behind the scenes that uh, is required to bring a great experience for the fans. You know, I think a lot of the fans don't realize that we start working on the next season about June or July of the current season we're in. So, and uh, just the fact that we've got the all-star game coming here next year, that, you know, kind of uh, sped up that timeline for us, but how exciting, how lucky are we, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mentioning, you know, the the planning process for next season, the last thing I I did want to ask you, what is one thing that you would like to see for next season? It could be theme night, um, improvement in something. What is one thing you'd like to see in 2017? You know, just taking that, well, the All-Star game for one is going to be just a great diamond for Pensacola bringing that here. And I think if we build up 
to the All-Star Game, especially during that first half of the season with, you know, activities that we have on the field. Price is right. I mean, come on, we're still hearing about how much the fans love that. That was a huge hit. Maybe we have a Wheel of Fortune night. Maybe we do something that's built around game shows. I don't know. Ghostbusters was absolutely hilarious. I mean, that was that was uh, something the fans are still talking about. And it I was love fun. That, yeah. I love that you guys included that in the best of 2016 for our last regular season game here mm-hmm. at home. So That was a fun promotion. It was fun, yeah. like, finding the old video clips of, you know, the guy hitting the printer <laughs> from office space night yeah i'm um, doing the highlight videos and everything I, th- I think that should be a yearly thing is the last regular season game we do yeah you know, the best of absolutely and i don't know if you know this but the guy who worked on that video that we did is actually uh giving steven spielberg a run for his money because uh he really did a great job on that year-end movie clip so yeah. Well, uh, he he would find that flattering <laughs> if he ever heard that. Well, please pass along my message to well, him if you don't mind. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much, Donna, for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always wonderful to talk to you, Derek. Sitting here at Blue Wahoo Stadium with Vice President of Sales, Mr. Scott Henderson. How are you, sir? Good, Derek. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're sitting here. Uh, first playoff game is about to start, so... It's pretty exciting. Um, how have you enjoyed your time here? This is your, your first season, correct? This is my first season here with the Wahoos, and it's been great. Uh, the people here that I work with have been fantastic. Uh, Derek probably being the best. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to meet who else you've worked with, because you must be working with some pretty bad people. <laughs> no, everybody here has been really great. Um, got a great staff, and the product on the field this year has been fantastic, too. Now, how exactly did you hear about the the job here? Because you worked with the Falcons previously, correct? Yeah, I've worked. Uh, I worked with the Falcons for about eight football seasons. I saw actually um, Jonathan Griffin. I don't know how we got connected on LinkedIn, but I saw that he had posted a position, and so I I reached out to him and to Dick Baker, and here I am. And you started in March. I started in February. Now, how exactly, like, how did you get into sales? Because I imagine you've been doing it for a while now. Like, what was it that made you want to get into it? Yeah, that's the thing, Derek. I never wanted to be in sales. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, um, I kind of, by default, I guess, I when I first started in this industry, I was more on the operations side of the ticketing and team operations, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, had a few interviews for, uh, I started at a smaller facility and had some interviews at bigger, uh, stadiums and didn't get those jobs from what I was told because I didn't have sales experience necessarily and also didn't have big stadium experience. So when the opportunity, the Falcons arose to be in sales and to work at a 70,000 plus Georgia dome, I jumped on that. And ever since then, I've kind of just been in sales. Now, did you sell like corporate sponsorship for the Falcons? Was that your job? I did not. Um, I sold the suites and the club seats at the Georgia Dome. So okay. I started there selling season tickets and group tickets, and then that was when uh, Michael Vick was on his um, upward swing. And it was exciting just, time. Yeah, absolutely. Just named a starting quarterback in two thousand two. So that's when I started there, and um, we sold out of season tickets. So. After that, we moved over to selling the more uh, more expensive inventory. Now, what was it that made you want to move from working in the National Football League to minor league baseball? Yeah, um, I mean, if we're uh, on the table, open honesty here, it wasn't my choice. Um, 
there were some changes that were made internally with the Falcons, and I was a uh, odd person out, unfortunately. So, um, you know, I didn't I didn't leave that by choice necessarily, um, but I'm happy to be where I'm at. Uh, you can't uh, you can't beat looking out every day and seeing the bay and drive a little bit and see the Gulf of Mexico and, in, and enjoy the that part of uh, this part of the country and enjoy the beach as well. Absolutely. Now, what have been some maybe personal highlights of yours uh, during your time here? Because that's been something I've been asking everybody. What have been some things about this year that have jumped out at you as like you know, being really enjoyable? Yeah, I'll say, I mean, one of the coolest things that I've seen here is uh, the critter getter roach uh, run where the mm-hmm. kids chase that roach across the field and they uh, the... <laughs> The uh, destruction of the roach when uh, Jenna, uh, the intern, was <laughs> was captured, and not only was she captured, but she was uh, she was, she was flat out tackled from yeah. behind. Yeah, so that was pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, the roach run is like one of the most iconic things that we have here, and my favorite one, honestly, was this year when Dick Baker yeah, did the roach because I remember Mel <laughs> told great. me she was like, "Oh, Dick Baker's going to be the roach," just to give you a heads up and. I just kind of shrugged it off, like he's not gonna be the roach. And then I see on our uh, our director's monitor in preview is our wireless camera, and I see Dick Baker in the roach outfit, and I'm like, he's really gonna do this? Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was, um, he had a little sparkle in his eye as he yeah, was doing it. Yeah, so he, I he think did. he was he was running this fa- you know fast, and he beat the kids, but uh, it was it was fun to see that. So like, would the the roach run be like your favorite thing? that we do here I, I think it's the favorite like in-game activity um I, you know i love i love kids i love seeing kids at the ballpark and to give them something that they uh, you know get out a little aggression a little not necessarily aggression but maybe a little bit of their energy is probably good for their parents too so that when they come back from it uh they've had their kona ice or their ice cream and now they can sit there and and uh, be tired after chasing that roach across the field what's the process that you go through uh, to prepare for a game day, like say, you know, we get here at 830 every morning. What are the steps that you go through uh, leading up to the game itself? Yeah. And uh, to be to be honest, I um, I try to do that at least a week or two in advance so that when game day's here, there's not really any surprises. I, I know which of my partners are coming, which uh, – which are in the party decks. I know if they've ordered their Sonny's barbecue. I try to prepare at least two weeks out so that there really isn't surprises on game day, and it's more of just uh, making it happen on game day. So That's something I think we could benefit from, too, is doing more prep work. But uh, what is, kind of looking forward to next year, what is one thing that you would like to see in 2017? It could be a theme night, um an improvement from, you know, your department, anything you'd like to see for next year? Yeah. Um, if you're going to narrow it down to one, um, I'd like to see, I'd like to see us do a theme night. I, I thought the Price is Right night this year was fantastic. It was. Uh, I think if we did one, like, based on let's make a deal, I envision that, you know, if we promote it right, we could get, you know, I hopefully hundreds of people that actually dress up like they do on the actual that show. That would be such an awesome visual. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. That was that's something like we've got to do like towards the end of the season and just prep for it all season long. Absolutely. So, I, I if if you ask me to pinpoint one thing, I think that would be something that's fun. No, absolutely. I totally agree. But uh, Scott, thank you very much for uh taking the time to do this interview. Thanks for having me, Derek. 
Sitting here with the Director of Merchandise, Miss Denise Richardson. Denise, welcome back. Hi, Derek Diamond. How are you doing? So good. So good? So good. Same How are here. you? Same here. Yeah, we're good, sitting here, good. first playoff games, a couple of hours away. So it is, yeah. <laughs> just kind of basking in the last little bit of quiet before before we take the field. Quiet before the storm. Yep. <laughs> So, um, how has this season been for you? You've been here since the beginning. I have. How does this season compare to all the others that you've been here for? You know, it's interesting. Um, you never really know how the merchandise is going to do going into the season. You always kind of hope that, of course, it's going to do really well. But you're never really sure if the fans are still going to like a lot of the merchandise, if they're still going to buy a ton of stuff. And, you know, the interesting thing is that the sales this season have been better than they were the last two seasons. Really? So, awesome. you know, you always wonder how you're going to do going into your fifth season because typically that's when things kind of start to um, plateau, kind of level off. And um, the sales, you know, they kind of slow down and things like that. But, you know, it's so interesting. May of this year, June of actually April, May and June of this year were better than may june and july of 2014 and 15 so it's it's been very interesting you know you just it's a pleasant surprise for sure that's awesome congratulations thank you i think one cool thing is uh, something i've noticed this year especially compared to others we've had a couple of different theme nights and you've done merchandise to kind of cater to that like the mullet stuff when we rebranded ourselves you had like three different shirts you had the hats yep. how well did those do you know, um, it was really funny because, of course, we, we all saw the mullet logo back in, what, February, and we were all super excited about it. I got to design the jersey that the players wore and that we auctioned off, and that was a lot of fun. And, of course, you know, I wanted to – something I wanted to do going into this season was be able to tie more merchandise into the theme night. So when we had mullet night, it was really exciting that I kind of got to play around with it, do the T-shirts. We did a kid's shirt. Like you said, we had three different adult shirts the fitted hat. We also have adjustable hats right now in the store. Um, the merchandise on the day of mullet night, um, we could not keep it stocked long enough. You know, when the gates opened right up until about the end of the second inning, we were completely out of one shirt, um, almost out of another one and had just maybe half of what we did in in the pink shirt that we did. So mm -hmm. the merchandise absolutely flew off the shelf. And the kind the thing that was really kind of endearing to me was that so many of the players actually came and bought the stuff. Wow. You know, we gave them, we did the hat to match the jersey, and we, of course, gave them the hats. But the thing I didn't count on was them actually coming to the store and buying shirts. So a lot of the guys that day, um, I was in the store, and I saw them all buying the shirts. So that was really cool. Yeah. One thing that really stood out to me that night is, you know, looking out on the concourse during the game and I see tons of people wearing like the black shirt with, yeah. you know, the fish on the back, which seemed like that was the best seller. It definitely was. Yeah. The business in the front party in the back. Yeah. And that was an idea that uh, Jonathan and I had together was, you know, we, we got to tie that phrase into yeah. the night some kind of way. So we came up with the shirt. And um, Bim Ritter is the company that did the shirt for us, and my rep absolutely loved the idea of it. So when you can kind of tie everyone into it, and again, another cool thing about it was, you know, um, there were so, it was all over social media. There were people the next day after mullet night, I was taking orders from New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts. Wow. I was sending to Canada. I sent a couple hats up to Canada. It was just so cool that... The night went over so well. It went 
so well and to the point where I did a second shipment of mullet t-shirts and we got an adjustable mullet hat so you know it was one of those things where we were all of course hoping that it would be a successful night but I don't think any of us really foresaw how successful it was going to be like everyone loved it and like you said seeing everyone on the concourse in the stands wearing the stuff that's so cool you know you can't ask for anything better than that I think that's something that we should do more. You know, we, we did sure. it with that, um, the Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Which, for some reason, you asked me my opinion on a few different shirts. I did, with Star yeah. Wars. So <laughs> no idea why you did that. But, um, I think that's something really cool that we could do. Like, something that we want to do next year. We want to do a Downtown Dave theme night. I love Hawaiian that idea. Yeah. T-shirts. I love that idea. It would I, be awesome. In all honesty, I would love to do a Downtown Dave bobblehead. Yes. I wanted to, I would love to help make that happen. But to go with that, like you said, if we do the night, I would love to do a jersey for the guys mm-hmm. and of course have something in the store to match with it. How much would everyone here love that? Uh, it would be crazy because <laughs> he's, I mean, to use the word, he's a legend. He really here. is. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the biggest personalities, you know, him, Kazoo. Um, Absolutely. Paula, who yeah. yells Wahoo. If you yeah, come to a Wahoo definitely. game and you hear that, you hear her. But no, a downtown Dave night would be fantastic. It would maybe get golden bobblehead worthy. I think so. <laughs> now, being the director of merchandising, what is the process that you go through to prepare for a game? Because, you know, we all get here on game days at 830 in the morning. We have our staff meeting. What do you do after that? Like, what's the process that you go through uh, leading up to a game? Well, typically, um, my staff comes in at about 10. I usually have, depending on the day and, you know, what time of week it is, I'll have maybe one to three people work during the day, and that could be interns or a trainee. But I'll usually meet with them. We'll take a walk around the store. I'll kind of go over with them, you know, what we need to restock, what I'd like featured in the store, you know, what what kind of merchandise are we going to have outside of the store to draw people in, all that kind of stuff. You know, I make sure we have enough cash, that kind of stuff. Um, just... You know, it's really just kind of um, housekeeping on a game day for me. You know, you just want to make sure that you have everything. Then to go along with that, it's do we have a giveaway? Where is the giveaway? You know, I have to get that out for the sales department. And then with the team, does the team need anything? Do they need hats? Do they need, you know, do, do we need a nameplate for any of the new players? Anything like that. So the good thing is that most of the people that work in the merchandise department have been here for a while. So a lot of times they can kind of help anticipate things so I won't have to really deal with anything that they can do basically so anything big I'll definitely take care of but you know I during the day I kind of do a lot of the back of house stuff I kind of check inventory make sure you know if anything needs to be reordered I'll take care of that Um, same thing with just paying invoices just you know housekeeping stuff like that and then you know on to the other stuff that I do you know does the team have everything that they need does promotions need anything, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, of course, other miscellaneous things. Is the online store need anything? Do I need to get you guys anything, you know, featured merch or anything like that? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of going down a checklist, making sure everyone's kind of taken care of that I work with or, you know, anything like that. So it it just depends on the day, you know, who needs what and is everything taken care of? It's a nice, quiet day when everything's taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um what have been some of your like personal favorite moments from this season? You know, we, we talked about the, the mullet stuff selling really well, but what have been some other things that have, you know, you've really enjoyed about this year? 
Um, to me, um, the mullet night for sure was a highlight just because, you know, it was probably one of the biggest nights that we did like a merchandise tie in to what was going on during the game. Um, Star Wars night was also cool because we did the t-shirt and um, I had some great expert advice on what a <laughs> graphic I should use for the t-shirt, which worked out well because we nearly sold out of the t-shirt that game. So, you know, it, it's always cool when I can see something in the stands and I can see how it ties into the game and how the fans like it. Other than that, you know, I got to say, being here from the beginning, um, as you know, we weren't very good in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. You know, when we started winning all these games at the beginning of the season, it was kind of weird. And then we just kept winning. So to me, like that's been a pretty big highlight of the season is kind of seeing everything on field, you know, kind of match the enthusiasm of the fans and us and everyone else. Just it it really seems like the hard work was everywhere in the ballpark this year, you know, um, I think Pat Kelly does a tremendous job with the team. Oh, and he's great. Yeah, I mean, and, and a great guy anyway. But, you know, it, it's always so cool when you can be a part of something as big as the Blue Wahoos and what it means to the community and, of course, have a winning season. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been really cool this year. What is one thing you would like to see in 2017? Could be a theme night, some type of tie-in. You know, we mentioned the downtown Dave thing. For sure. But what what's something that you want to see in 2017? You know, one thing that I've wanted to do for the last two years is a Ray Sayer bobblehead. Oh, my God. That's genius. Right? A Ray Sayer bobblehead. Now, he doesn't have the mustache anymore because... He has to grow it back then. Well, our original idea, me and Michael Taylor, our idea was we can do a Ray Sayer bobble stash, like a, a good one. But then... We also came up with maybe a bobble drag or he's on a Toro on a bobblehead. You know, there's the possibilities I feel like are endless. I would totally get a Ray Sayer bobblehead. Right? I mean, if no one else here deserves a bobblehead, I think Ray Sayer does. Ray Sayer appreciation night. Absolutely. Yep. Right? I love it. Why not? No, let's do it. <laughs> Done. We'll bring that up in the promo meetings. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Denise, well, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. Thanks for having me, Derek. Sitting here with Blue Wahoo's box office manager, Mr. Joey DeShera. Joey, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Now, you were on the show last year when you were part of group sales, but then you were promoted to box office manager. How's that transition been? Uh, the trans- transition has been pretty easy for me. Um, I, w- I worked in tickets when I first started here back in 2012, so um, I had a lot of knowledge of what the position uh, entailed. So the transition was pretty smooth. There's a lot of things that I've had to uh, kind of teach myself about the job here. Um, so doing that has really helped me for the future, um, I believe. So uh, just going through that whole thing and just learning new stuff and teaching myself um, the job has, has been fun and, and it's only helped myself. So you started working in the box office like in 2012 when you started here? Yeah, I started in as, as an intern here. Um, they didn't really have a spot anywhere, so we kind of just walked the halls with John and he said, uh, looks like you're going to work in tickets. So that's where I started and uh, just kind of bounced around ever since. Now, with being the box office manager, what exactly does that entail? Like what is, what's your normal day-to-day 
routine? Um, well, it's a little different. Um, there's kind of two parts of it. There's the in-season and then there's the off-season. The in-season is kind of just handling day-to-day transactions um, for a game day. Um, single game tickets, walk-up tickets, customer service is big on that. Off-season is more of season ticket renewals. Uh, we've probably got about 3,000 seats total in the stadium that we uh, take care of as some sort of season ticket. So uh, just kind of babysitting them throughout the off-season, um, setting them up on payment plans, getting their money, um, making sure that they can move to better seats if they want to do that. So it's a year-round job, and uh, like I said, there's about two parts to it, um, not one being any more difficult than the other. It's, it's, it's a busy year all the way around. So during game days, you're just handling simple transactions, and it's pretty much – the same thing every day yeah for the most part um some days are busier than others our weekends are busier than others um, but for the most part once you get past the first two home stands of the season um it's kind of like clockwork and you get in a rhythm and uh, it's pretty easy uh, to go from there so now, since you've been here from the beginning i did want to ask you this uh, this is the fifth year we've done a lot of cool things this year uh, what has been you know, some of your personal highlights from 2016 like it could be um us making the playoffs a theme night we did or you know something that you know maybe a little more personal but like what are some takeaways from the 2016 season uh the thing that's been cool to me for this year um has kind of been the more of the on the on field stuff what you guys do upstairs um me and your uh, comrade adam went to columbus ohio for the promo seminar back in i think it was september october of last year um and the stuff that we me and him took back from that um and, and brought back here i think has has made a huge difference in what we do here as far as on field theme nights promotions all that kind of stuff uh we got to we got to see a lot of what other teams do and how they do it and i think before we went out there we didn't really have a good idea on what that looked like uh, because this is all we've really ever known uh, so seeing that i think really helped us out and Things such as uh, the Price is Right night and Ice Flyers night, which was my favorite night maybe that we've ever had, probably in my top five that we've ever had. Ice Flyers night? Yeah, Ice Flyers night. was It was fantastic. You guys, I mean, knocked it out of the park. So, I mean, just seeing that, I don't think that we would have been able to do that without the experience that we got in Ohio at the, at the promo seminar. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it just takes, you know, outside perspective to see, oh, well, this might be better or this might work better. So, no, it was uh, – both those theme nights were a lot of fun to do. And like with the ice flyers, the fact that we got the tunnel, we had the jerseys and it was like we rebranded the whole place. And it was, it was really cool to do. Um, last question. What is something you would like to see in 2017? Something that might could be approved on um, theme night suggestion, just something that you'd like to see for the 2017 season. Um, for 2017, I know we were talking a little bit about it before we uh, got on the air, but uh, we have a tremendous groundskeeper. His name's Ray Sayer. He's won back-to-back-to-back uh, Southern League uh, Groundskeeper of the Year awards. Um, and the work ethic that he has and the hours he spends here um, doing whatever it needs to be done from baseball to football or whatever it may be, I'd like to see some sort of, th- sort of theme night tied around him. Um, I, I know he lost the mustache, but uh, we can still do some kind of bobblehead to honor Mr. Ray Sayer and just make a whole night uh, kind of dedicated to him. He deserves it. Uh, he's a great guy, one of my good friends, and I think he deserves it. Ray Sayer Appreciation Night. Yes. I love it. Sign it up. Yep. Put it down. We'll uh, we'll just, we'll just throw that out there when we start talking about theme nights for next year. <laughs> That'll sell the tickets. Yeah. All right, Joey. Well, thank you very much for your time. No problem, Derek. Thank you.
Sitting here with the director of food and beverage for the Blue Wahoos, Mr. Afonso Jefferson. Afonso, how are you, sir? I am well today. How are you doing there, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Um, just wrapped up uh, playoff game one. Got game two tonight. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, this has been, I guess, your first full year because you came in towards the beginning of the year last year. Was there any difference in preparation since you had a full off season to prepare for it? Oh, definitely, definitely. We had a, a, a lot of turnover during the off season. A lot of employees got, you know, better opportunities in the off season, obviously uh, with the, the hours not available here. So uh, we, we kind of had to do a lot of uh, adjustments, as I like to call it. Um, so I think with, with the team that we've had uh, in the past to the team that we have now, uh, one big difference is just the actual um, – nuances that they've learned you know just from uh, adjusting from different management styles adjusting to the guests that are entering the building we find out are just a little bit different than our norm for the last four years uh, but you know they spend a little less money but they are very very uh, opinionated and making sure that the customer service that's given is a quality customer service which is what makes us better so we definitely enjoy it absolutely um, tell us a little bit about um, like kind of how you got here for those who, you know, you were on the show last year, for those who might be new. Um, how did you get here? Like, how did you get started in food and beverage? Oh, well, you know, it's been, it's been a long road, actually. I've been in food service kind of since I was, I did it as in high school, you know, type of thing, working at a theme park. But uh, not to give the long, out, long drawn out story there, but uh, as far as after I got out of college, I opened up the uh, Charlotte Bobcats Arena, uh, which now the Charlotte Hornets. I uh, worked there for a couple of years and uh, got an opportunity to become a concessions manager for the Cleveland Browns. So I moved on to the Cleveland Browns in 2007, um, worked there for two years, and then moved uh, company moved me over to the Indians right up the street. Worked there for two years also <laughs> and went to uh, help open up New Meadowlands, which was the Giants and Jets in New York, and I actually became the concessions manager at the New York Red Bulls uh, shortly thereafter. So I actually was with the Red Bulls from 2009, no, 2010 to about 2013. So I spent about uh, three and a half, four good seasons there. Um, and once I actually left there, I worked uh, with the Chicago Bears for a year. Um, and, you know, needless to say, all the supporting that I did for other accounts during that time period. Saw a lot of stadiums during that time period. And after Chicago, landed me in the Charlotte uh, Knights for about a season and a half, which landed me here. So, like I said, it's been a, a lot of different stadiums I've actually been in, rather it's baseball, football, soccer, you know, kind of all sorts of sports. Yeah, a lot of variety, which is good, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a great, great experience. Is there any difference in prepping for different sports, or is it just kind of you know you're preparing food for concessions? Oh no, it's a you just got to know the demographic of your crowd and uh, what the trends are as far as from a food standpoint, because uh, you can notice very differently. You know, uh, for example, in New York for the Red Bulls, we were heavy on um, sausages, just different type of sausages, whether it's a bratwurst, Italian sausage, chorizo sausage. Um, we, we had to kind of come up with different themes because of all the different demographics that we had out there, whether it was a different nationality, whether it's different age group, it was just all over the place somewhere like baseball is more of a family fun environment. So, you know, more of the corn dog and popcorn, cotton candy type of crowd that wouldn't actually fly in a soccer environment, but it's all day in a baseball environment, regardless of where you are. So I guess it would depend on the sport 
and the demographic of the the particular environment that you're in right there you know in our area here so you know uh we have that the servicemen and a very elderly retired crowd here so you know for for that type of demographic here, we do understand that we're going to have certain foods that appeal to that crowd, of course, just to make sure we give the guests what they want, ultimately. And that's all what we're here for is to make sure that that guest is taken care of. So it ultimately depends on the sport and what the guest wants. Right. Uh, something I think that's a little unique that what we do is we have, like, almost gourmet quality food. You know, you have the Bud and yeah. Burger cart, um, shrimp and grits, oh, yeah. which is kind of unheard of in a oh. ballpark i know the first time like whenever i started working here and heard oh we have shrimp and grits here i'm like wait isn't that like a brunch thing yeah so, yeah, yeah so you you guys do all kinds of cool stuff oh we definitely do and um and that kind of attests to just our guests here what they would like to see in the building i mean we go all the way from having salads and wraps brought in to uh bring in sushi for our guests you know we have even from our drinks we have you know uh, a frozen uh wine smoothie so you mm -hmm. know we kind of go all over the board when it comes to just having a very good variety in the building our concession stands sell over 30 different items in the stands which you really won't see that in concessions uh, at a lot of different stadiums they they're more concept themed so it gives the guests a couple of different areas to kind of hop from uh just to experience the entire building here we have two stands so we try to make sure that the variety is in both sides of things so you know even though it's different it, it's worked for us very well Absolutely. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, what has been your highlight from 2016? It could be, you know, a theme night that we did, um, just something that you would take away as your favorite Blue Wahoo moment from 2016. Uh, favorite Blue Wahoo's moment would probably be, oh, we've had a lot this year. We definitely had a good season this year. I mean, you know, I, I probably was saying, I'm going to say take that to two. I do apologize. I know there's rules out here and there. But uh, Diamond, I, I like to stretch those it's things at times. It's all so, good. Uh, but first and foremost, I would say that, you know, experiencing our employees, you know, they, this year for our survey, uh, we averaged over a 9.0. So for, for that to even be said over the last six to seven homesteads is just awesome. We've not done that in all five seasons to actually be in the stands with these employees and seeing all the things that they go through, the weather, the elements, the guests, the, the, the equipment failure, all those things, and still be able to provide a smile for every guest that walks in this building uh, for 90% of that matter. Uh, it's just an awesome, awesome experience. And I would say for 2016, for us to set those type of um, bars for the future to come is awesome, an awesome experience for me to be here and involved part of that, because obviously, I'm only one man and the, you know, the team is actually what does all the work here. So and they do a very, very good job as far as from a food service standpoint and organization standpoint. Uh, but um, I would say the only other time period that I would say that kind of shoots out in me as far as being uh, just a, a great experience here would probably be the Price is Right night. You know, it's just, I've been to a lot of different stadiums, seen a lot of different things and theme nights. Uh, it was just done very well and thought out very well. It was a lot of things that were for crafted, and, you know, things that people thought we might have just bought. I actually kind of was up there looking right beside you, seeing things crafted up and looking in the hallways. And it was uh, just to be a, to see the fans' expressions, you know. Even though it wasn't a sold-out crowd, you wouldn't think it because they were that involved into what was going on. And that's just always great to see. You don't really get that everywhere, especially – 
um, in cities that have other events going on, which we always do. So, so it's very, very good to see that actual night. But I would say that's probably one of the nights to remember out of uh, out of the nights here. Besides, you know, the catering events and everything else, we have a lot of great moments here. You know, Travis, uh, I would say the executive chef here creates a lot of great, great meals here that just bring a, a great environment, not alone just great quality and uh, great products that we provide. But just to see those menus develop more and more, the ideas that he comes up with, and it's something new every single yeah. time. That is, it's it sounds easy for, for us to say, it is definitely not easy for us to do. So all the credit is due, like I said, to, to the team that I, I have been blessed to have. Absolutely. Well, Afonso, thank you very much for your time. Anytime there, sir. Come back there, Diamond. Have a great day. Sitting here at Blue Wahoo Stadium with Group Sales Executive, Mr. Tanner Tucker. Tanner, how are you, sir? Good. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. Um, just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, and thank you for taking the time to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you originally get your job with the Wahoos? Because I know you started as a trainee last year. Yes. How did you... How did you get your job with the organization? Well, I was in school at the University of Alabama. Um, I just got my bachelor's degree in exercise science, and I went to sports management, uh, my master's program, sports management. Um, and just by, you know, meeting people, networking, um, just friends of the family who knew people, just reaching out in any way I could to, to get in touch with someone. It wasn't just only the Blue Wahoos I was interested in. I was trying to just get my foot in the door and, Luckily for me, uh, I landed at probably the best one in the whole league. So um, I just went straight from the University of Alabama to my parents opened a store in Jackson, Alabama. I helped them open that store. And, and the whole time I was staying in, in touch with people down here and in other places. And uh, Mr. Dick Baker helped me get down here. He was awesome in the process. Uh, I know we did a lot of talking. And uh, that's pretty much how I got here. And how have you enjoyed your time here? I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, since the first day that I was a trainee, um, actually my first day as a trainee in 2015 was the announcing of Bubba Watson as the part-time, or excuse me, part owner of the Blue Wahoos. So the first day that I was on the job, I got to see Bubba Watson smash a golf ball into the bay. I didn't had no idea that was your first day. <laughs> yep, That's pretty first awesome. Day. It was great. That was a cool thing to to lead up to because we had made the a video to prelude like kazoo's going around yeah. town trying to find like this message and we left little clues as to who it was yeah. and it turned out to be Bubba Watson. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, it was that was probably the most we've put into a project. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but we actually the like two days before that conference, we stayed here till like two thirty in the morning. Yeah, editing that thing. That's that's a lot of work, <laughs> but it was worth it though. I mean, it was oh, a yeah. lot of fun to do. No, it was it was great, um, and it probably was not good for me because now my expectation expectations way too high for this place. I mean, I, I'm gonna see Bubba Watson hit golf balls every day and be on the baseball field. <laughs> it it, it is kind of cool to think yeah. about. Yeah. Now transitioning from uh, trainee to full time, because you, you were hired full time right before I was. Right. Um, how was how was that transition? I mean, it was pretty smooth. Uh, you know, I, I got trained really well. Uh, people above me, Joey, Chuck Arnold last year was sales manager, uh, Brian Larkin, Michael Taylor. Those guys really helped me a lot, um, helped me come a long ways uh, in just one year. You know, I basically had zero sales experience when I got here. 
basically. And um, by November, I felt like I, I was as good as a full-time salesman. Um, just just how much effort everyone puts in here and how much they're willing to help you get to where you need to be. Um, I, I give all those guys the credit. Now, your job title is uh, you're in group sales. Correct. What exactly does a group sales person do? Uh, group sales, we, we, we're able to sell anything, uh, but we, we focus on groups because, you know, as you know, uh, we have a large season ticket holder base here, and, and they're, they're – majority of the reason we are so successful um each each game um but you, you know as as everyone as we always say the groups are are important uh so we we focus on groups of 25 people or more um and we sell the party decks out there in the outfield we have the Win dixie party deck coors light cool zone party deck and the new amsterdam party deck and we just focus on that we, we drive every day to make sure that each game is as full as people as we can make it um, and, and it's not just those large groups. We also do the birthday parties, the field of dreams, the high five tunnels, the team parties, all that neat stuff too. So that's all the kind of things we go after. Now, what do you guys do to get ready for a game itself? Because I'll see you guys out, you know, cleaning the party decks and everything. So mm -hmm. you really like you don't just call people and say, "Hey, yeah. do you want to come to this game?" You guys really get your hands dirty too. Yeah, it's it's. Uh People don't really, you know, you hear we're salesmen and, you know, we just think we're in the office and we're on the phone all day. But there's on game days, it's a little different. You know, of course, we want to continue to sell throughout the season. But at the same time, you know, we, we got to take care of our people who are coming to the ballpark. So there's there's a switch that gets kind of flipped during the day. During the morning time, we'll be on our selling and stuff and, and do our game day meetings and whatnot. And then towards the middle you know after lunchtime we start getting in in game mode and start getting prepared and we, we start switching from sales to customer service uh in a sense okay yeah because i i noticed you know we'll be sitting up here and we'll be seeing you guys like you and jamie mm -hmm. and you know even brian sometimes will just go around and clean all the decks make yeah. sure the chairs are straight and everything so yeah. I don't envy you guys <laughs> yeah. especially in like july and august when it, it's hot out there right it's it's pretty warm here in pensacola so uh, it's pretty hot on the decks. <laughs> now, in your two years here, what has been your favorite moment? Like you mentioned the Bubba Watson announcement. Well, maybe we'll go to this year specifically. Okay. What's been your favorite moment in 2016? Like it could be, you know, something that happened with the team, um, just like a theme night we did, or just like some particular thing that happened Right. that would um, be your favorite. Yeah, I, just just going back to, to you know earlier this year, you know, when we had in the off season, you know, when most people think we might be doing nothing because we don't have baseball, we actually are. You know, we're brainstorming, coming up with new ideas for next year. I know that me and you and Adam and a bunch of other people were brainstorming through through things, and we came up with all these ideas. And we some executed, some didn't. And I'm very proud that of the prices right night. Um, I know we were in the top ten on, on a list. Is, I think that was Sports Illustrated, maybe number five. Number five, um, yeah. Best promotions in minor league. Which uh, I don't think people really realize how much work and effort it takes to make that happen. Um, just to be a part of, you know, just say that I was sitting in there whenever that was, that idea was made, and and uh, see you guys execute that. That was really really impressive. Yeah, that took a lot of work to do. But what was neat about it was the fact that we built all of those sets, like the backgrounds yeah. with the Price is Right logo and everything. Because we can use the video yeah. board, but at the same time, we didn't want to use it as a crutch. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, Adam and Mel and Kelsey had the idea to just do a full setup, yes. like the old Price is Right game. So, no, it was it was really cool to see that whole thing executed. Yeah, my my favorite thing about about that is how much you involve the fans, um, because a lot of times they're just kind of sitting there watching uh, watching a show. But when you get them involved, obviously they care more. There's more excitement. You could definitely feel the energy in the stadium that night because of that. You know, not, not only the game. Of course, everyone comes. They love love the team. They love to watch baseball in the game. But you know, the in between innings things that kind of keeps them keeps them alive or whatever. You know that. That was really impressive to see how that worked out. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Last question: What is one thing you would like to see in the 2017 season, like a theme night or something that you think can be improved upon? Just one thing. Hmm, that's that's tough. That's tough. You know, we do a lot of things well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard to top all that. Um, for me personally, I'm moving into a new role, and I'm just going to go a little personal here because I'm not can't really put my finger on anything else i'm moving into a new role i'm actually moving from group sales to corporate sales uh as you know brian larkin's leaving he's going to south carolina he's going to be a gm of a summer league team good luck brian um so i'm moving over to his role we're gonna i'm gonna be doing corporate things now selling corporate signage and, and all that good stuff so i'm hoping that we can top this year's corporate sales next year that's that's my goal that's what i want to see next year always strive to be better that's right All right, Tanner, well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. My thanks again to all members of the Wahoo staff who took time to talk with me for a few minutes about what they do to prepare for a Wahoo's baseball game. And don't forget, you can check out past episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. I'm also on Twitter. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond. And the show page is at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond. And we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Thank you.